You are tuned in to Calvary Chapel's Bible Prophecy Series. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am uh, Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones of Lamb and Lion Ministry. We're transmitting live from the Aventura Hollandale Mobile Studio. And, of course, today we're going to have our lines open. The phone number is 305-992-9537, 305-992-9537. And we would love for you to... Be able to call in with your questions or your comments or your prayer requests as well. And of course, today we're talking about a very important subject matter, and it's that of the signs of the times. So we talk about uh, persecution, Jerusalem, and all the things that are going to transpire in the Word of God. But before we continue today's program, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. And hello, and I think we're still having a little bit of a glitch here, so I'm going to go ahead and pray for us. Lord, we do thank you uh, for this wonderful program, and Lord, we do pray for the technology, Father, and that everything would work out uh, without any problems. Father, we do pray in the name of Jesus that you would, again, bless those that are going to be uh, tuned into the program, Lord, and we pray that you would, in the name of Jesus, Father God, just bless the program so that our listeners, Lord, will be able to Take in all of what you want to say to them. So, Lord, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord God, because you are just incredible to us. Thank you, Lord, for our guests on the program, Lord. We do pray for uh, Nathan, Father. We we pray that you would uh, uh, bless our time together, Lord God. And we ask that you would just give us wisdom uh, in today's program as we, Lord God, look to your word. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, you are tuned in to the Truth Will Save Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista Nathan Jones as we talk about persecution, Jerusalem, Luke chapter 21. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Save You Free Ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com and on Facebook on JN8. 32. But before we continue today's program, I welcome once again my special guest, Nathan Jones, to our second edition. Nathan, thank you for being on. Hey, it's a great blessing, brother. Thanks for having me on. And I apologize, Nathan. When we, lo- when we do live radio and live television, we can expect glitches. And I cut you off a little earlier on our previous program. That's right. If you don't want to talk to me, I totally understand. <laughs> no, no. I was hoping you didn't take a personal, so that's why I got you back on. <laughs> yeah, I answered the second time, so I must have not taken it personally. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's always so much fun to have you on the program, Nathan. And, of course, maybe somebody just tuned in for the first time here to twave.org or twave.tv, and they're not familiar with the ministry. I would love for you to give a little bit of information once again for those that just tuned in, Nathan. Certainly, certainly. Uh, Lamb and Lion Ministries is the ministry. I'm a, the web minister and associate evangelist for. We are a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. We proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We firmly believe that the Bible is telling us that Jesus Christ is coming back. We're excited about that, and we share that with others. 
that folks can come to our website at lamblion.com, and they can watch our television show, Christ in Prophecy, read articles, uh, sign up for our newsletter, join our Facebook group, read our blog. There's so much information there to help equip you to understand the perilous times that we are living in now. Mm. Amen. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, we would love for you that are tuned in to check out these incredible resources there at thelamblion.com. And also stay tuned for the weekly programs uh, here as well on twave.org radio. Nathan, you took us through this incredible journey. Well, you have been taking us through this incredible journey as we've been looking at the signs of the time. And in our previous program, we had so much fun. You, myself, Don McGee, and we started digging into that sign of persecution. And before we move on, Nathan, with the following signs, can you give a quick recap for that sign there in terms of persecution and what's going on? Certainly, certainly. The apostles asked Jesus, they wanted to know what would be the signs that would precede his coming. And so we know that Jesus is coming back to rapture the church, those who believe Christ as Savior, off this planet, before a terrible time period, a seven-year, it's called the tribulation comes. It's where God's wrath will be poured out to the world, and much of the world's population and the ecology and all will die. And then Jesus will return at the very end of it, at his second coming, defeat evil, set up his 1,000-year millennial kingdom, and that's a time of peace and righteousness and justice that will reign throughout the land. And that's what we're looking for. But he said before we get to those those two comings, are, uh, I would say it's a second coming in two stages. Uh, the rapture's the first half, and then the second coming is the second stage, is that Jesus said that ten different particular different signs would occur before his return, and they would come more frequently and more intensely <clears throat> and with much more destruction the closer he came. He said there would be a, a huge influx of false prophets, there would be wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines, pestilence, signs in the sky, and we get to the eighth sign he gave us, and that was a greater increase of persecutions of Christians. Mm. Now, the Church was well persecuted in the beginning, all the way through the Roman persecutions, and there have definitely been persecutions of Christians all over the planet in different areas. But as we get closer to the rapture, we see Christians all over the world suffering and dying, and we know that during the Tribulation, anyone who believes in Jesus as their Savior will likely be martyred for their faith. Very few will survive the tribulation. So the persecution of Christians will in continue to come more frequently and intensely the closer we get to Jesus' coming. Mm, excellent point. And of course, Nathan, you gave us some incredible statistics in terms of persecution. We talked about uh, certain groups right now that we see in persecution, even uh, in our present uh, time. And can you talk to us a little bit about what's going on even in our current events, Nathan? Well, it's just the slaughter of Christians. Obviously, the, the biggest on the news is ISIS. The Islamic uh, State is marching through Syria and Iraq. They're killing everybody who isn't a radical Muslim like them, uh, even other Muslims who they don't think are as Islamic as they are. And the Christians especially have been almost all but wiped out. Uh, for the last few years, Egypt has been trying to wipe out the Coptic Christians. Nigeria, Boko Haram in the north has been coming into their villages, bombing their buildings, their homes, chopping them up with machetes, throwing wow. children down wells, stealing their daughters and forcing them into marriage. And this is going on all over the world. And we sit here in the West, the United States as a country with it, that's founded on Christian values. And, and the Lord has blessed us greatly for that. He's kept the persecution at bay. But even so, we're starting to see the, the walls that hold the persecution back of Christians in the United States crumbling as evil people have supplanted the good people, and they now control the 
the country. And so we are going to see greater persecution in the United States. And, man, I like to not enjoy it, but it's interesting to read up on the amount of persecutions that, and the stories behind it. And I could tell you all sorts of stories of different persecutions that are happening to Christians around the world right now. You know, Nathan, that's a very good point because people are not aware. They, they think that when we talk about persecution, that is something that is not going to uh, be knocking at our doors here in the United States of America. But we see evidence of this. You know, the Muslim uh, religion is moving about. These guys are, are relentless. And uh, whoever doesn't worship uh, their God, I mean, they go to the extent of, of killing uh, innocent people. And, and that's an incredible sign that then, of course, is nothing compared to what's going to happen in the tribulation, right, Nathan, and what the, the, the believers there are going to, uh, uh, to experience. Can you talk to us a little bit about that, that persecution in the tribulation? Well, after the rapture of the Church, there won't be a single Christian left on this planet. But because God will leave behind uh, what's called two witnesses, uh, they are, we don't sure if it's Moses and Elijah or Elijah and Enoch, or they're actually just two Jewish people that will get saved after the, tribula- uh, excuse me, after the rapture. But for the first half of the tribulation, they'll be witnesses from Jerusalem. They'll share the gospel. Uh, the Lord has 144,000 Jews that reserved who will be saved, and then they will come and share the gospel to people around the world. He's going to send an angel, and we call it the gospel angel, and he will travel the world and share the gospel. Man, these, these programs left behind in podcast form, <laughs> our Bibles, you name it, they're all going to be out there to share the gospel with people. And so we know that there will be millions and millions of people that come to the Lord as Savior during that time. Matter of fact, the Revelation chapter 6, verse 9 through 11 says, I saw under the altar the souls of those who have been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, and ye had judged the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Verse uh, Chapter 7, verse 9 goes, A great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne in the front of the Lamb. Mm. So we know that during the tribulation... When someone gives their life to Jesus Christ, that most likely they will be martyred for their faith. It'll be a time period where Satan will be ruling directly on the earth through a one-world ruler called the Antichrist, and they'll have a false prophet, and all religion will be about worshiping the Antichrist or pretty much Satan through the Antichrist. So, with that happening, you can't have other religions. Right. Satan will force the world to choose him or not by taking a loyalty mark, the name of the Antichrist, either on the forehead or on the right hand, and if you don't take it, then you'll be killed. And we know that many, many people will come to know Jesus as their Savior during the tribulation, but they'll likely be killed for it. Mm. Amazing, Nathan, amazing. And of course, again, these are just incredible uh, things that we're seeing, signs. And of course, you've been taking us through a very uh, incredible journey there in Luke chapter 21, and you've talked to us a lot about in the midst of this persecution, God is going to preserve a remnant. God is always going to uh, uh, protect his church. Uh, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And uh, we know, Nathan, that when persecution comes, the church of Jesus Christ excels, right? It's an odd thing, isn't it, when you think about it, that you can preach to your heart desire. You can share your faith with people, and they just kind of yawn and turn around. But when you die for something you believe in, that captures people. That mm-hmm. gets their attention. And they start thinking, well, he's, he must really believe that. He died for it. I better check it out. 
And we have seen through the two, last 2,000 years of the Church how those who have died for their faith have made a greater impact for the message of salvation than they have in their lives. And God uses that. We live our lives here as, as Christians. We are servants of Christ, so we are like soldiers, and soldiers are willing to give up their lives for war, and we will likely give up our lives at some point. Many Christians do. And when we do, that will make an impact in people, and God has used that. I mean, look at the Roman Empire, for instance. The Roman Empire controlled the known world, and they had this little group of Christ followers, right. they called <laughs> the Way, that was following this 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 carpenter from, from Judea, some backwater province, and yet these Christians continued to grow and flourish, and they tried to stamp them out. They tried to kill them. They, they sacrificed them to the lions, and, and uh, they, just, they couldn't kill them until about 300 A.D. The Roman Empire gave up. They're like, hey, we're going to adopt Christianity as our own, and which <laughs> they kind of messed it up a, a lot there. But basically, Christianity had taken over the Roman Empire. And so the Lord uses the persecution of Christians to bring the gospel and bring people to Christ, and, and that's, that's worked for 2,000 years, and will continue to work throughout the tribulation. Wow, that is super cool. And you know, Nathan, of course, and we're looking again, these incredible signs. You've taken us through uh, uh, 10 approximately signs, eight, and now we're going to be looking at also another sign that you're going to talk to us about. And uh, can you tell us what's next, Nathan, as things develop? Well, the ninth sign that Jesus talked about was the fall of Jerusalem. Now, the apostles were asking, when was the temple going to fall? They were at the temple in Jerusalem. They were looking at it. They were ooing and aahing over how amazing it was. And then Jesus said, it's going to be destroyed. Not one stone will be left upon another. And that happened in 70 A.D. In fact, you can read uh, starting uh, verse 20 of Luke 21. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the great city get out. Let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment and fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoner to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Wow. And that is exactly what happened when uh, Titus Vespasian... He was the general of the, the four legions that marched into Jerusalem, and from 68 to 70 A.D., they besieged Jerusalem. They starved the people. And, man, I could tell you stories that Josephus left us about the suffering that went on in Jerusalem, the starvation, even where there, the cannibalism that had to go on. And then when Titus's armies broke through, the amount of slaughter, and they slaughtered the Jews in mass. Uh, 1.1 million estimated killed, 98,000 captured. Amazing. Josephus, who was a historian at the time, wrote, The slaughter within was even more dreadful than the spectacle from without. Men and women, old and young, insurgents and priests, those who had fought and those who had entreated mercy, were hewn down in indiscriminate carnage. The number of the slain exceeded that of the slayers. The legionnaires had to clamor over heaps of dead to carry on the work of extermination. Matter of fact, Vespasian's victory was so secure, so fierce, so brutal, that it was reportedly he refused to accept the wreath of victory that was given the victor, because he said, there's no merit in vanquishing people forsaken by their God. Wow. So Nathan, that is... Were, no, I'm saying, that is just amazing, and of course, that's a great resource, the one that you're talking to us about there, the works of Josephus. Mm -hmm. Josephus was a, a Jew at the time, and he was captured by the Romans, and 
gets it. You could say he switched sides, but he was used as a historian, and he recorded all that went on during that, and he recorded some horrible, horrible stories. But basically, the Jews had rejected Jesus as the Messiah, and just as Jesus said, the temple fell in 70 A.D. When he said one stone would not be left upon another, that was absolutely what happened. The Romans came in, and they were mad. You know, it's been three years, they had besieged the place, they'd chopped down most of the trees in Israel for their fortifications, and uh, they came in, and they looted the temple and set fire to it, and the fire melted all the gold in the temple, and the gold had oozed down into cracks between the stones. So history records that the Romans went in, and they pried up all the stones to get the gold that had melted and then re-solidified between the stones. And literally, they lifted up every stone off the temple so there was not one stone left behind another. They threw them all into the Kidron Valley, and the temple was absolutely destroyed, just as Jesus said it would be. And Nathan, that's why we encourage anyone that is tuned into the program, man, make sure that you're reading the Word of God, because everything that is written in this book comes to pass 100% of the time, and that was an incredible prophecy that was fulfilled. And I think we talked a little bit about that earlier, Nathan, in our previous programs, that, you know, that's why Jesus was the only true prophet. We have so many prophets today, Nostradamus and so many others, and and much of what they say, it's nonsense, right? It's totally make-believe. Uh, there's nothing. matter of fact, in Deuteronomy, you could read how if a prophet, what they say doesn't come true, then you know they're not a prophet. Just, you know, forget them. Don't be afraid of them. And we have so many people out there predicting, you know, they're saying the day that Jesus is going to come back, which Jesus even said we can't know the day or hour. They're prophesying falls of countries and economic collapses and things like that, all extra-biblical. But if we go to the Bible, the Bible is our word. You know, when Jesus came for his first coming, 300 general prophecies and 109 distinct prophecies were foretold about Jesus coming. Very specific, you know, like what town he'd be born in, Bethlehem, Ephrata, what tribe, uh, what the lineage, he'd be born of a virgin, all these different things. And Jesus fulfilled all 300. That's 100% of these prophecies were fulfilled. Wow. Now, for the second coming, 500 verses in the Old Testament and one and out of every 25 verses in the New Testament prophesy Jesus' return and give us great detail about it. So if 100% of the prophecies came fulfilled in his first coming, then what percent will be fulfilled in his second coming? Absolutely, 100%. I'm used to your quizzes now. A hundred percent. Yeah, you know how to, you can do the math, brother. And so we can put our faith and trust in what the Bible says about Jesus Christ, about salvation, about the future, because we know what the Bible says come true. Man, there is no book, no religious book at all in the world that has fulfilled Bible prophecy or fulfilled prophecy. Only the Bible has prophecy. And when those prophecies are fulfilled, we can put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and have assurance of our salvation when we accept Jesus as our Savior. Oh, that is amazing. You know, Nathan, in our previous program, we had Don McGee, and one of the things that he said was, you know, making sure that people put uh, their faith in the Word of God, right, Nathan, and what the Bible says uh, for salvation, right? And Don is, is so right, so true. He's a great mentor, and uh he knows the Bible in and out, and uh, he and I totally agree, and I'm sure you do too, that we can put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ about what he says about the future, because, you know, Pastor Vic, the story didn't end with the destruction of the temple. Mm. Now, 70 AD, they marched the Jews out of Judea, they destroyed it, they didn't want any more Jews to have a country, they were causing trouble all the time, 
for the Romans, and just as, as prophesied so many times in the Old Testament, they would be exiled a second time. And for 2,000, or about 1,900 years, the Jews have been exiled to the four corners of the earth, just as the Bible said would happen, and just as the Bible said would happen, the Jews would be brought back yes. to make their own country again. And we know that in May of 1948, Israel became a nation again, but Zechariah 12, 2-3 tells us, I'm going to make Jerusalem a cup that sends all the surrounding peoples reeling. Judah will be besieged as well as Jerusalem. On that day when all the nations of the earth are gathered against her, I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock for all the nations, and all who try to move it will injure themselves. Now, notice there, Pastor Vic, that it says all the nations. Now, when the Romans attacked Jerusalem in 70 AD, it was just the Romans and the countries that they represented. But we know a second time that all the nations of the world will gather against Jerusalem. So there is a future um, prophetic fulfillment of this attack. And Jerusalem will one day again see the nations of the world led by the Antichrist surrounding her and trying to destroy her one more time. Mm. Nathan, that's a very good point because we see it says, it says all the nations. Now, we see today in today's map, right, Nathan, how clearly we see all these nations that surround Israel and pretty much uh, most of them have a hatred for them, right? Oh, uh, I think the last time I looked at it, there's 360 million Arabs surrounding Israel, all hostile, all bent on destroying Israel. I mean, there is a supernatural hatred going on. I mean, you could hate somebody for doing something wrong. But people hate the Jews just because they're Jews. Right. And have all sorts of excuses. Well, they're money grubbers, or, you know, they stole their land, or even though they bought all that land. And they have all these excuses. But what it is, it's, it's Satan working in their hearts that, to build this hatred. And we're seeing it not only amongst the Muslims, but other peoples around the world. Even the, the Japanese. The Japanese have terrible <laughs> right. anti semitism Like, what do the Japanese and the Jews have anything to do with each other? But there's this growing anti-Semitism, as Satan knows that the time is short, that Jesus is coming soon, and to thwart Jesus' plan, Satan wants the Jews annihilated. And, man, during the Tribulation, the Bible records that two-thirds of the Jews in the world will be killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. Now, there's about 13.4 million Jews in the world today. That means that there will be 9 million Jews killed during the tribulation. Now, the Holocaust, there were 6 million Jews killed. So we're talking about another Holocaust that's coming in the world greater than the Holocaust of World War II. Incredible. And you know, Nathan, and sad to say, but uh, America also is not far uh, uh, behind, right? I mean, there's certain changes that we're seeing uh, in America uh, towards Israel and the Jews, right? And, and we need to be very careful. We do. Uh, we have given up God. We have pushed him out of every corner of society, and we've told him to get out. And when we have that kind of mindset, we fall underneath that supernatural, um, how do you call it, influence of Satan. And we're seeing in the United States, uh, there's always been kind of an underlying current of dislike for the Jews, but we know that there's an, an underlying hatred now of all things God. So there's great hatred of Christians and great hatred of Jews. And we know that the rapture will take the church, those who believe in Christ, out of here. But the Jews will remain because they haven't given their lives to Jesus yet. And we know that the end of this great war coming, we can read about in Ezekiel 38 and 39, where Russia will lead a coalition of Islamic nations, Iran and um, Turkey and Libya and all those stand countries, and they will come against Israel. And God will defeat Russia, defeat all those nations, destroy their armies. 
and it says that the the world will know that God's back. You know, he's, he's stepped back into history, and then all the Jews of the world will flee all the countries of the world, and they'll come back to Israel, and that will be the final fulfillment of the Jews regathering back to Israel. So, man, I know uh, Calvary Chapel, Aventura, Aventura is uh, primarily uh, Jewish, right? Yes. <laughs> well, the, well sur the surrounding area. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're down in Miami, and I know it's got a real strong Broward County, right, as a strong Jewish presence, but uh, any Jews that are listening that haven't accepted Jesus as Savior, there will be a time you will see that happen. The Bible calls it the War of Gog and Magog. And when God destroys those armies, the Jews either will want to flee to Israel because Israel will be strong again, or because of the persecution that will happen, and the Jewry of the world will flee out of those countries and return back to Israel, just as the Bible prophesies. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, that's why we pray for Israel. We pray for the nation of Israel. We pray for Jerusalem. Uh, and and uh, I know you know you guys are such a great supporters there. Dr. Reagan, he just came back, and he he's he's done a wonderful job in, in showing us the teachings there in terms of what people can see uh, visually. But we need to continue to support them and pray for the Jewish people. Right, Nathan? Yeah, and it's sad, too, as Christians give up the literal interpretation of the Bible and go with the spiritualized, and they adopt more of a liberal theology, and they discount the Bible as God's Word, that also that changes their mindset. And we're seeing, especially amongst the liberal denominations, a change away from supporting Israel to condemning Israel. It's called uh, uh, Christian Palestinianism, this idea that Christians need to be against the Jews and boycott them and all, because all those poor Palestinians, and they really haven't read their history and don't understand what's going on in the Middle East, it's not all those poor Palestinians. And so as the Church is abandoning Israel more and more, Israel continues to be isolated more and more. But you know, Pastor Vic, that's all part of God's plan. He plans to get the Jews regathered back to Israel. The, the anger of the Antichrist will be upon them. Many of them will die, but through that death and destruction, the Bible says a third of the Jews will give their lives to Jesus Christ. When he returns at the second coming, his armies, brother, that's you and me, will be riding on those white horses behind him. I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. And we'll get back to Jerusalem, and Jesus will defeat the Antichrist. He'll throw Satan into a deep pit. And the Bible says that a third of the Jews will look up, and they'll realize, oh, Jesus was the Messiah. They'll mourn those who they pierced, and they'll say in their hearts, that Jesus is the Messiah, and that is what God's, all of human history is coming down to that point, where God saves a remnant of Jews during the tribulation, a remnant of Gentiles, and right now, as we get ready for the church to be raptured, we pray that a remnant of people listening now will give their lives and hearts to Jesus Christ. That's absolutely right. Wow, Nathan, that is incredible, and I know we only have about two minutes left to the this first segment, uh, second segment here uh, of the program, uh, as you're talking to us about Jerusalem, an incredible sign here in these last days. Again, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the sign of persecution and the sign of Jerusalem. Our lines will continue to remain open. The local number is 305 992 9537 305-992-9537. You can also text us or call us at 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. Nathan, and of course, as we almost uh, get into the end of a program, uh, we pray that someone that is tuned in out there would know that what we're doing here is just evangelizing and encouraging people to come to Christ because the time is short. Right, Nathan? It is. It's very short. We've gone through now nine of the ten signs 
can't wait to discuss the tenth sign. That's the best one. The nine that we read have been horrible, but the tenth one is glorious and wonderful. And we know that our time is short, that we are coming up to the rapture of the church. And you got to ask yourself then, will you be left behind? Mm. Have you given yourself, your life, your heart to Jesus Christ? And if you repented of your sins and asked, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promises to forgive you, to take away that guilt, and to give you the promise of the rapture and life forever with him in heaven. Mm. Nathan, that is absolutely true, and that's why we encourage people, like the Bible says also again in John 3.16, that God so loved the world, and God loves you that are listening to the program. God has a plan for you, and it starts in the Word of God in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And again, if you're in need of prayer, you can always reach out to us here. We would love to pray for you. But Nathan, man, I just, I'm so excited for our program, but we've come to the end of our program again. Can you believe that? Ah, there's so much fun. I, I love discussing the Word, especially with you, man. You're your enthusiasm is so captivating. Well, praise the Lord. And uh, I thank you for joining me, Nathan. And you have a wonderful day. And uh, may the Lord continue to use you. Amen, brother. Thank you. You too. Again, may the Lord bless you all. And thank you for tuning in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. Until next week, have a great day. 